This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to a comics episode of the Animaniacast. And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast out there that's dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. And here we explore the series episode by episode. We talk about all the cultural references and gags. And of course, in the end, we give each episode, or in this case, comic book, a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my little brother, Nathan. Konnichiwa, nurse. <laughs> Hello, Nathan. Hi. <laughs> uh, yes, today we are talking about a comic book once again, backed by surprisingly uh, popular demand. I, I I don't understand it. I don't understand <laughs> it either, but I'm glad that people like these comic book episodes. So at least someone does, yeah. Just, exactly. A couple There's people. a vocal minority of people that really like these comic book episodes. So if you're not part of that, if you're in the silent majority, then I'm sorry, everybody. Just, but I guess skip the episode. Skip you know, this like, episode. <laughs> we'll be back next week. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Tiny Toons, I believe, right? We'll yeah, that's it. right. Uh, do we know what the episode is? <laughs> yeah, well, Kelly, uh, last time around, said she'd like to talk about Phone Call from the 405. So yes. that means that we're going to be going... <laughs> this is a huge jump, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we last did, what, the pilot episode? We did the pilot episode. <laughs> one. But we're doing it like, you know, you know, host's choice. So <laughs> Kelly picked phone call from the 405, which is not a big shocker. <laughs> yeah, but, we knew we were going to do it eventually, so yeah, might exactly. as well do it now. Might as well do it now. Uh, Joe jumps all the way over to season three... Episode three, I believe, right? Uh, which is the eighty-first episode. So this is uh, the episode. Uh, yes, is season. I'm sorry. This is season three, episode eighty-one of the series. Uh, yeah. It's entitled Foxtrot. It includes uh, three shorts in it. It includes uh, My Brilliant Revenge, Can't Buy Me Love, and Phone Call from the Four O Five. Those are the three segments right there that you were going to be talking about. So jump ahead. We're going to basically, it's almost going to be like these uh, series where they, they talk about the pilot and then the the finale episodes. Have you heard about these at all? <laughs> it's almost the same. Practically, yeah. Tiny Toons went on for a hundred something episodes. I forget the exact amount, but it went, it went on further than 81, but it's definitely going to be a jump. nine episodes according to IMDb, but then there was a couple movies as well. Exactly. That doesn't, so, yeah. So there's there's definitely going to be a jump. So get ready for that. <laughs> so, okay, so let's go ahead and talk about today's episode, though. Today we're going to be talking about an issue, another comic book. And this is issue number 13 of Animaniacs. And it had a cover date of May 1996, which I believe means it came out actually in uh, April of 96. And then by... I think that's the way it works. When you see the cover date, it means that you need to pull that out off the shelves, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, But anyway, this is a whole Japanese-themed Animaniacs comic book, which was kind of cool. What did you you think about this uh, comic here in a a few words here, Nathan? 
Um, I like that it has an overall theme to it all. So It certainly it's, does. <laughs> and yeah. It starts right away with the cover. The cover is a, a manga or manga-themed uh, <laughs> cover. Uh, I've shown it on our Instagram page when, we, when I ordered a bunch of more uh, comic books from, uh, I believe it's mycomicshop.com. I'm doing a, a horrible plug right now because I don't know the exact <laughs> thing. But whatever, they're not sponsoring us anyway. But yeah. I think it's <laughs> I think it's mycomicshop.com. But anyway, it's these comics are relatively inexpensive if you find them online. Uh, I got my set of comics for about two bucks each, and the original cover price on these was one seventy five. So not that much inflation on these there. <laughs> Yeah, the, this isn't the best one to to <laughs> to buy to sell later. You know? Yeah, if you were investing in Animaniacs comic books back in the day, I'm sorry. I guess keep investing. Just keep waiting and <laughs> don't maybe, sell yet. Maybe every other Animaniacs comic book will disintegrate except for yours, and then they'll yeah. be worth lots. A hundred years. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it reminds me, in the 90s, I remember we used to go to the comic book shop, and I was in the mindset that I'm going to make money off these comic books someday. (laughs) So I bought two comic books of a lot of different sets. One to read and one to keep in the bag. Uh, So I read, you know, like all the Nightfall, all the Batman Nightfall series. Mm -hmm. All of those. That's around this time. I don't know the exact time of the the Nightfall series, but uh, I would get two and I was like, all right. I love the Nightfall series. I know that, you know, we would all kind of switch the comic books back and forth. And <laughs> I went in recently to our used bookstore because they were just taking up room. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sell these comic books for for something and I'll trade them in for more books or Star Wars figures or something like that. And they literally gave me about a dollar trade-in per each comic book because <laughs> they did not go up in value at all. And then I would get these like number one comic, like, oh, in the 90s, it was like all these number ones and foil covers and, you know, all this different stuff to get you to buy these comics. And not one of them went up in value. It was, I bought, I, I wasted so much money in the mid to late 90s buying comic books, thinking that they were going to go up in money. But uh, that was the big thing back then. If it wasn't comic books, it was pogs or, you know, as a, as a the thing or, uh, Beanie Babies, and mm. eventually I think it turned into Pokemon cards, but Pokemon cards might be the only thing, I think, which may have held some value, sort Maybe. of. Maybe. I don't even know. But, but <laughs> Magic card. Everything was like, if only I had just taken those three or four of whatever bucks and just invested or just put them into a savings account or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Dummy. Dummy Joey of the 90s. Oh, well. Let's go ahead and talk about the cover here of this comic. And it looks pretty cool. Uh, how would you describe this comic, Nathan? Um, I see the Warner Brothers and their sister Dot on it. And it looks like they're in Japan. It certainly does. We have, <laughs> we have uh, Yakko and Dot dressed up as samurai. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dot has some lovely flower uh, socks on her little samurai sandal she's wearing. And she wears those in the comic book itself, I believe. Yeah, I think so. And Wacko is shirtless. He's wearing his little sumo wrestler. Well, I'm going to call it a diaper. I know it's not a diaper. 
for lack of a better term, since I don't know the real term, I'm going to say he's wearing a sumo wrestler diaper. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a very, he had to go to the bathroom. So. <laughs> he is squatting, like, <laughs> but I, I'm assuming he's squatting like a sumo wrestler, but I don't, who knows now? I don't know. Anyway, he might be having a potty emergency right on the cover for all we know. Right. Ooh. Oh, boy. Uh, by the way, if, if you want to get one of these comics uh, and read along with us, of course you could buy the comic book. But another way you could do it is simply type in on Google, on the internet's uh, Animaniacs comic book uh, scan or something like that, and you'll, you'll probably find some uh, some scans of it. I'm not saying those are legal <laughs> or yeah, encouraged. and you're probably but... going to get some bad pop-ups. But... Oh, man, there's so many. I mean, how would I know there's pop-ups? I mean, yeah. How Who knows? I, how would I? I I would I would assume that if you were to go to a site like that, you would probably get a lot of annoying pop-up ads uh, telling you to date various people. So <laughs> I'm just saying, I bet. Well, anyway, take that with take that uh, into advisement. Uh, so past the cover. Which is well, there's some Japanese oh, yeah. characters we should too. Talk about, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. The cover of it is, I'm assuming, um, it says Animaniacs in Japanese. Uh, yeah, neither of us speak or read Japanese. Oh, hang on. So. You know what I'm going to do, Nathan? Hang on, just one moment. I'm going to get out my trusty Google Translate app. So here we go. You ready for this? It says okay. Maniacs. Mm. Nice. So there, would, there you go. I would assume there's no word for animaniacs in. <laughs> yeah, but it says maniacs. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's close enough. I, you know, it, let me just make sure here. Hang, hang on. Yeah, it says maniacs. So hey, love that, love that Google Translate app. It actually came in handy a couple times with this episode, with this uh, comic book, I should say. But it actually does look a lot like a, a manga comic book obviously mm-hmm. you know ma- uh, manga or manga are uh, you know much smaller than a normal comic book but uh, you know thicker many more pages have you ever read any manga comics at all no nope no. they're hard they're hard to kids at my school love them we have a whole uh-huh. section of them you know and they the, there's a special way to read you know these comics these Japanese comics you have to read them backwards, you know, flip them backwards. Oh, and then weird. And because of that, you have to read, you know, essentially the squares in a different pattern, a different way. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry, everybody, but I know there's, there's, there's people out there that love manga and I can't, I can't read them because I just get so my eyeballs are so used to left to right <laughs> reading <laughs> that I can't do it. I can't. Well, let's go ahead and get into the inside of this comic book and we start off with Nathan's favorite segment yep. News Reel <laughs> of the Stars oh. News Reel of the Stars We thought we were past it We thought we were past it but we weren't just because we were done talking about the, the series <laughs> News Reel of the Stars came back except this time it's called Manga Maniacs or manga maniacs. Anyway, <laughs> uh, writer was Dave King, penciler was Leonardo Batik, uh, Mark DiCarlo was the inker, Bob Panaha was the letterer, Tommy Berg was the colorist. And uh, this is what it says. And to help us out with what it says, actually, uh, let's go to 
Oh, no. Let's go to Mr. Announcer. Newsreel of the stars. Dateline Tokyo, 1930. The Warner Brothers Studio. In the studio's animation department, the Japanese animators toil endlessly to come up with cartoon stars until ultimately they created three new characters, the Warner Brothers and their sister, Dot. Unfortunately, the Warner kids were totally out of control. They ran riot until eventually they were caught. The Warner's films were deemed unintelligible, especially to those who didn't speak Japanese. The films were locked in the studio vaults and the kids were locked in the studio pagoda, never to be released. Publicly, the studio has disavowed any knowledge of the Warner's existence until today, when the Warner's escaped. So thank you, Mr. Announcer, for that. That made it uh, less tolerable, or actually, I mean, yeah, it made it worse, actually. <laughs> so thank you so much. <laughs> it definitely sounded more like the, you know, Newsreel of the Stars that way. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what it says. Publicly, the studio has disavowed any knowledge of the Warner's e- existence until today, when the Warner's escaped, along with the rest of the characters in this manga marathon. So... Yeah, it, I guess other than the Warners, instead of saying uh, hello, nurse, they say konnichiwa, nurse. Other than that, and... Uh, and the, Jap- the speaking Japanese. Speaking Japanese, yeah. And the, I, the, well, the people know, featured in it are, you know, they, they look Japanese. Um, yeah, other than that, hello, nurse looks pretty much the same. She's, but. Yeah, she looks, because hello, nurse always <laughs> kind of look, has that anime look to her, you know? Yeah big head and eyes and everything uh it, it we should note that the uh stars listed at the very beginning of newsreel and the stars uh are a slightly different we have uh harold lloyd and uh oh god what's his face from gone with the wind kelly's gonna kill me because she actually knows that guy's she's name she's the one that she should have been here oh, if she wanted us to say it right man, i'm sorry <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, but there's a, a Godzilla caricature and Astro Boy-ish kind of guy on there. And, of course, instead of the, the studio lot, it look, just looks like a bunch of Japanese pagodas uh, lined around the place. So it looked pretty I'm gonna cool. I'm going to say Clark Gable. Is that right? Clark Gable. Yeah, there you go. Thank you very much, okay. Ethan. <laughs> uh, so, you know, other than that, kind of a... Those references to those those Japanese characters, I guess the only thing that really stood out was how it kind of gradually faded to color uh, halfway through a panel instead of uh, on the cartoon show where they're able to just dissolve from black and white to color. They did it in a half, you know, fade on one mm-hmm. panel, which was a nice way to do it, I suppose. Yeah, um, it looks like it's almost getting wiped away, the, the gray. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was a, a, a nice way to uh, to do it. And of course, every every uh, panel in here is uh, bordered in a uh, film strip kind mm-hmm. of uh, thing. So again, more more things to admire for taking something we've seen way too many times and changing it up just a little bit, which was nice yeah, to see. Which really helped. And like uh, you can see, the the panels are like direct uh, directly taken from that. You know. Uh, episode the the segment but like there's just enough changes to each one where it's like just interesting to look through it and yeah see you, all can, the changes. you can compare and contrast like the differences yeah. between the the two uh universes i guess you could say 
if they were made in Japan or not. Well, let's go to get to our first main segment, and that is the Three Samurai. Hello, listener. This is Jess Hanel, the voice of Wacko and Animaniacs, and you're listening to Animania Cast, which is the best thing you could possibly listen to, especially if you're not wearing pants. I'd love to go on talking to you, but I can't because I've got a potty emergency. See you later. The Three Samurai was uh, written by Dave King. Pencilers were Walter Carzone and Kato, or Kato, that's K-H-A-T-O. The inker was Kato, or Kato. <laughs> I think it's Kato. Uh, and the letter was John Costanza. So we have, looks like a, uh, a guest uh, inker and penciler on this one. And I could see why, because the artwork in this one is very cool. It's all yeah. black and white. And it's a Jap. It's this is our totally. This is like manga comics because you know a lot of manga is uh, not colorized. It's all black and white. Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens here in the Three Samurai? All right. Well, this happens four hundred years ago in Japan uh, during civil war. Uh, bandits are roaming the lawless lands, uh, terrorizing their path, and the Warners are uh, on their way. Uh, they're walking. Um, Wacko needs to use the potty. Um, but, uh, this is, you know, uh, they've left the pagoda, as we heard in the newsreel of the stars. And that was four days ago now. And Yako and Wacko didn't, uh, use the restroom there. So, um, I don't know. They're, they're on their way to go. They're, they're traveling to go see the, the great bonsai tree, which, uh, Dot doesn't think sounds very exciting. But, of course, the uh, the largest ball of silk has been uh, destroyed in a tsunami. And speaking of a tsunami, we hear something rumbling. Um, but, you know, it's, there's not a cloud in the sky. It turns out there's a bunch of horses, and they all get trampled, and Wacko no longer needs to use the restroom. So, oh. uh, <laughs> uh, it turns out that these uh, rumbling horses were all the bandits, and these are bad guys. But uh, <laughs> they just ride past and say goodbye to the Warners. So uh, the Warners then find themselves in the uh, city with the um, great bonsai tree. It's called uh, Ichinosi. Something like that. Ichinosi. Uh, <laughs> I get it. Get it? <laughs> Ichinosi. Ichinosi. Home of the giant bonsai tree. Tours daily. Credit cards welcome. Nice. So yeah, they got this sign right in front of the city, um, but the city seems to be abandoned, except it turns out everyone's just hiding because bandits keep coming and taking all their money. I hear a plot coming up. So, uh... Yeah, it was in the plot of A a Bug's Life, right? Right? Yeah, that's that's the original one, I think. Well, we'll get into that. (laughs) Um... And hey, uh, you know, we're speaking of bandits. Oh, here they come, and they see the Warners, and they're like, "Hey, you're trying to protect this city," and they're like, "Uh, kind of. I don't know." Uh, they start making fun of the lead samurai, lead uh, bandit, um, calling him names and disrespecting him and things like that, dishonoring him. And so he takes out his sword and tries to swing and cut up uh, Yakko, but he dodges it, and he's sitting on the bandit's back and then uh, does some karate moves, gets tired, and Dot steps in. Uh, Dot says, hey, 
Let's fight, basically. But first, uh, hey, you don't want to fight me. I'm I'm too cute to fight. How about a kiss? And the guy's like, okay, I'll have a kiss. And then she grabs his nose and flings it back to him and says, uh, don't you prefer that over a kiss? I certainly do. <laughs> um, and basically, from there, the bandits all run away because uh, I guess they, they beat the the. The ban- the Warners beat the bandits, so that's like that's it, right? I'm sure. Um, so they're all having a meal, and they notice that the ground is shaking. Um, they th- and you know, hey, look, there's even more bandits coming down the hill now. Oh no! So uh, the Warners get out their swords and start uh, fighting. So you just see a lot of uh, hackings and clangings and hackings and whackings and slashes and chips and troops and whisks and slashes and slices um and it turns out that they didn't hit anybody everyone's just standing there saying like hey you're terrible at this um and like that depends on how you look at it uh and then they say weren't we aiming for their depends and then they're like yeah look down and then all their clothes fall to the floor and they're all like just in their underwear um yeah (laughs) so they're really humiliated yeah, so they all run away from being humiliated, but there's still, like, you know, the lead uh, bandit's still here, and he's got, like, a group of five or six people, and they go to attack him, and they cut down a tree, and it falls right on top of them, and they're like, hooray, and you'd think the villagers would be all happy, but then, like, hey, you cut down our bonsai tree, we get all our money from that, so they chase him out of town, and that's, uh, it says sayonara. <laughs> sayonara. <laughs> uh yeah that's uh, that was uh that, that's the that's the comic <laughs> all in black and white it uh is very artistically like outstanding i think the mm-hmm. the uh it has to be kato right there who's doing the humans i'm, I'm assuming yeah because uh, it looks very different style it really looks like two different comic books just collab you know combining into one for this one and uh yeah, it's very impressive. Nice action. The humans look fantastic. When the when the bandits are actually coming back the first or second time, there's like a villager who looks like he's almost just popping out of the page. It looks really, mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, that's the second time. He's it's a, it's a really awesome panel there. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's it's it looks truly like if you just saw that panel by itself, you and the because the Warners are so small in it you wouldn't mm-hmm. think it's an Animaniacs comic book. It just looks like an intense like war and destruction coming down the hill from these bandits. And yeah, that's probably my favorite panel and has nothing really to do with the Warners. So, <laughs> But of course, this is referencing not really, you know, A Bug's Life, which I kind of thought of when I saw this, <laughs> but referencing the movie The Seven Samurai. No, I thought it was The Three Amigos. Well, and kind of like that too. <laughs> it was heavy. It did have the elements of the three amigos as well. When they're like, "Get out of here, you people!" and they all run away, and they're like, "Well, that was El Guapo, so goodbye, El Guapo." And then they come back again, and it's not the bigger amount of people. So, yes, it definitely did make me think of Three Amigos as well. <laughs> and that's a good movie. I haven't seen that in a long time either. It's a very good movie. <laughs> I have it on Blu-ray. I should check that I- out. I wonder if they'll ever do a remake of that one. I hope not. Ah. I hope not. Well, anyway. <laughs> uh, I would never say never because the way they do things now, but I hope not. So, the, the Seven Samurai, I've never seen the Seven Samurai, but the plot is very similar. Uh, it's 
you know, just from what I perused on Wikipedia earlier, uh, it's dealing with a, a group of farmers in a town who are being attacked by bandits. And so they go and they get these seven samurai to help protect them. And in the end, the samurai are almost all killed off, but they protect the village and the farmers are essentially the winners because they, uh, the samurai did their job. They were able to protect the food and everything like that. The other, uh, there's, you know, there's, when the Warners talk, there's always some cultural stuff that's going on as well. And the biggest one that really stood out for me was probably when the lead bandit said, do you realize who you're talking to? And Yakko says, oh, I know. All of a sudden, of course, the game show buzzers come out once again. Mm-hmm. And he buzzes in and says, you're Pat Morita's evil twin here to make us wax your floors for our own good. And uh, <laughs> Dot says, like, that'll work on us. So the whole wax on, wax off thingamabob from Karate Kid is... Yeah. Perfect. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. That. Other than that, it's uh, it's just really impressive. The art is really cool in it. It's not necessarily the funniest comic, but it looks really neat. Uh, what did you think, Nathan? Uh, I was very impressed by the art style. Um, and, yeah, um, it, was, it was cute. It wasn't the funniest, but um, I enjoyed it so i don't know how to what to say about that but <laughs> yeah it was worth the read i think it was a little weird when the samurai was um actually actually did say oh okay i'll go ahead and kiss you dot yeah i was like oh that's a weird like usually the cuteness is not like a kissing cute it's just like a, oh i don't want to hurt you cute <laughs> yeah exactly like i can't yeah nobody wants to kiss dot so i thought that was kind of weird especially because it's like grown man ag- agreeing to kiss this kid character i was like eh, i don't know about that that's kind of just it didn't seem right it didn't seem it's at least a they didn't actually kiss so. yeah. <laughs> yeah so that that was the only part that made me kind of scratch my head and go eh, really but uh other than that it was it's impressive if anything you, you can look at that for the artwork because uh that's where it looks really cool mm-hmm. well let's go ahead and move on to our next little segment here and it is useless facts the uh, Japan edition. <laughs> so it says this month is Japan. There's a shocker. So here's here's our useless facts. In ancient Japan, town competitions were held to see who could break wind longest and loudest. Prizes and praise were given to the winners. And gross. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I that is pretty gross. And Yako, Wako, and daughter looking at the 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 book and. Uh, you know, they say some stuff that's not that funny, but what, the, what is kind of funny is the book says Book of Facts, but the C, in fact, is like kind of the C is taped over. So and you know that originally it must have been called... Was it an R? Yeah, it's probably an R. It was probably a Book of Farts. Uh, oh, gross. Gross. <laughs> uh, what's our next fact, Nathan? Um, so, uh, this one, we've got a giant fat guy in the middle of it, like, so big that the panel's getting pushed to the sides, and Yakko and Wacko and Dot are, uh, looking at him, and they're saying some stuff, but it says, a sumo wrestler's grand cha- uh, sumo wrestling grand champion, or Yatsu- Z- Yokozuna, uh, <laughs> just like that, <laughs> can weigh more than 400 pounds. The thick rope title belt he wears can weigh 30 pounds itself. Um, and then, you know, Wacko wants to see the belt, and they're like, 
uh, yeah, fat chance. Good luck finding it. (laughs) (laughs) The guy does not literally look like a sumo wrestler, though. He just looks like he just looks like a fat guy. (laughs) He just looks like a fat guy. His haircut and everything about him. I'm like, what is a sumo wrestler about this guy? Nothing. But anyway, uh, last fact, uh, I think most people kind of knew this stuff. Japanese comics, known as manga, are extremely popular and are sold everywhere, even from vending machines. And uh, they sell other stuff, weird stuff in vending machines, too. But don't talk about that. (laughs) Uh, They say, wow, look at a selection of the telefilms of Valerie Bertinelli and analysis. Or, you know, there's all these, like, the history of naval lint and they want to look at all these things it's not that funny but <laughs> what is kind of cute is the fact that some of the comics inside there's a hello nurse manga and you can kind of see from her face that she just looks like a little uh you know little like nurse character you might see in an anime thing like just very basic drawing but you could still tell uh they look cool there's a plucky manga inside of it and then mm-hmm. in a trash can on the side, there's Go-Go Cola, from, you know, Go-Go Dodo from Tiny Toons, and a little uh, magazine talking about Chicken Boo being found out as a, you know, a celebrity turns out to be a chicken. So, yeah, it says Rockstar really is chicken. Yeah. So, so it's, it's kind of, the, the, again, the, the thing that was the funniest about these useless facts weren't even the comments by the, the Warners. Mm-hmm. It was the stuff on the side. It was like, oh, that's cute. But uh, there you go. Useless fact. Any of those things uh, surprising? Um, I guess the breaking wind. Yeah, breaking wind. That did sound very weird to me. But apparently it's true. I guess so. (laughs) I learned something. Something disgusting but useless. You're welcome to everybody. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to our next story right here, which is called Gigantosaurus versus the Dot. And Gigantosaurus versus the Dot was written by Dave King, penciler was Neil Sternecki, inker was Scott McRae, letterer Bob Panaha, colorist Joe Mignot. And this case, we're dealing with the Warners, and they're going to Japan. And they Dot decides she wants to go to a bar, and they're like, whoa, excuse me. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, Yako says a very 90s term, excuse me. Does marketing know about the sudden change in our target age group? Very funny one. Uh, and she goes, no, not that kind of bar. It's a karaoke bar. It's a karaoke club. And on the sign, it says, no alcohol served, family karaoke bar, honest, all ages welcome. So you know it's definitely okay for this comic book to have. Uh, so inside, the uh, dot is singing... I had it my way, and everyone's kind of like, they hate it. But luckily for everybody, they get to leave this karaoke club in the middle of her song because a monster is attacking. But in this case, it's not Godzilla. It's Gigantosaurus. So Gigantosaurus is, uh, you say he looks like Godzilla. He does look like Godzilla. Wacko Mm -hmm. is actually about to say it, but they cover up his mouth and say, hey, hey, you know, he's... That name is copyright and trademarked, you know. So just leave it as is. So they say, we're going to take care of this. And Dot actually decides to do it. So she puts her thumb in her mouth and inflates herself to the size of Gigantosaurus. 
and says, it's just a little thing I do. Mm. Uh, Dot, I never knew she had the ability to do that, but she can, apparently. Uh, she says, hey, I'm calling you out, Dragon Breath. And, of course, he breathes on her and uh, so fire on her. So she uses her power, which is to eat a bunch of garlic from a place called Garlic Hut and <laughs> breathe garlic breath on him. The Warners then go to a war room. Hello Nurse is also huge walking by, holding up like a little wrestling sign, like round two, or boxing sign for round two. And there's a quick cultural reference here to like a, a Daryl Hannah uh, was in uh, the attack of the 50 foot woman or the, you know, something like that. I forget what the original movie was. 500 foot woman, 100 foot woman, the attack of the big woman. <laughs> But Daryl Hannah was in uh, a remake of that film in the 90s. And uh, I believe it only showed on HBO or something like that. I don't think it was widely released. But they they did show Hello Nurse right there and says, Blatant, gratuitous, giant woman cameo dedicated to R. Crumb. Which I had no idea. R. Crumb I knew a little bit about. But uh, yeah, R. Crumb, I'm surprised they referenced in this comic because R. Crumb is... He did not have artwork that is appropriate for children. Put it that way. <laughs> and a lot of his women characters were huge. Like, like, just, if a man was five foot tall, these women were like seven to eight feet tall, <laughs> comparatively. They look like Amazon women. So, the war room's going on. They're, you know, it's Dot and, Dot and Gigantosaurus. They're fighting over each other. Eventually, Dot... Uh, tricks Gigantosaurus by uh, getting a giant cape and kind of doing the whole Toro move and the Gigantosaurus hits his head against a building uh, like a bull and the building is a giant anvil factory Uh, so they, they fight off a little bit more and she does her perfect move which is well have you seen my pet she opens up her little box and this time the pet actually knows Gigantosaurus apparently I guess they went to school together (laughs) and so they're like Ted Leon oh Ted you old son of a banshee how the heck are you Leon and uh, so you know Gigantosaurus talks about how this Tokyo gig plays pretty well and says oh come on guys there's there's only you know this you schmooze it looks like you two would rather schmooze than bruise. I'm afraid there's only one thing left to do, and that is karaoke. And then they all start doing the karaoke dance in front of everybody in Tokyo, which uh, makes people very happy with a monster sticking out of a box and a giant dot dancing and the Gigantosaurus dancing as well. <laughs> it's uh, kind of cool to note that they do the letters of YMCA at the at the very end. Uh, and one monster is the uh, Y, Dot is the M, Gigantosaurus is the C, and a building next to them is shaped like an A. Cute. <laughs> it looks like the uh, Gigantosaurus is about to step on someone, but... Uh, yes, C is, or yeah, the person <laughs> either fell off of Gigantosaurus or is just about to get squished by Gigantosaurus. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. What What are some things that really stood out for you, Nathan, that you liked? Um, we got a Pinky the Brain cameo. That's true. Cute. They did. They did uh, come in at one point, and they have like a Ricky Rodent 
Republic uh, uh, balloon. Remember that comic? No. They were in. You don't really remember it. They were in. Right, was, I, I almost decided to look it up, but then I figured, no, I don't want to do that because it wasn't that great of a comic. But remember how you wanted to take over the world by creating like a Ricky rodent or something like that? It was like a Disneyland. Is this ringing any bells at all? Nope. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shows you how memorable these comic books are. Um, like, yeah, but I think they're referencing other stuff in the from their previous comic books. Oh, well, yeah, and they talked about when they became a giant. Uh, when they became giant, which yeah, I, which I do like, not remember that in the comic books. It might have been. I actually, was wondering if that was the episode where they they uh, became a dragon, maybe. It's, maybe like um, in the in the uh, oh god the yeah, I'm trying to think Sir what Yaks, that episode was called. Uh, Sir a lot. Yeah, that, that must have been it. The, yeah, Sir Yaks got into a so. dragon suit. Mm-hmm. Maybe that that would that might be it because I had no idea what they were talking to about when they when Pinky was pointing out how big the monsters were and how they did something similar once. Yeah, and or maybe it's in the cartoon, and we'll have to just maybe we'll see that episode. And yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll see it then. Uh, you know, it, it was cute. I mean, there's like little things like you know airplanes on strings and mm-hmm. with real ammo yeah and <laughs> <laughs> there's like in the war room it's kind of cute because the the war room has like this uh grid on the wall and the grid is just the game of battleship and there's a little box of bombs and of course the bombs are movies like ishtar and instead of water world it says wawa world <laughs> uh yeah you know typical stuff like that um, there's some cute like comments from people in the city. I got like there's one where the people are like, "Oh no, the monsters are gonna crush us!" And then like, "Why don't we move? <laughs> yeah, why do we just stand here while they crush us?" Uh, and the 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 person saying, "Why did back in my day the monsters fought in the water? Get off the land, you <laughs> dumb monsters!" And, and yeah, some other people talking about how you know I I had it up to here with all these these monsters because. You know, I'd rather move to California because the the you have some rioting or disasters <laughs> yeah, or something. There's variety in the disasters in California. At least it's not just all these monsters every time. So yeah, little cute little things that are aside, but uh, plot wise and and story wise, it's, it's very, it, very straightforward. Yeah, very straightforward <laughs> not necessarily funny either. It was just, it was mm-hmm. there. It was, it was, it was there. <laughs> Um, any other things in this last story you, you want to point out, Nathan, before we get to our water tower rating? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to it then. Out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give this comic book? Uh, I'm going to go... Three and a half, I think. I was it's either three and a half or four, but I'll say three and a half. I guess it's it's so hard because uh, you know compared to other comics, it's like really good. But like, I, anyways, it just wasn't like funny. But like, I really enjoyed all the art on it. So it's it, that, and I like that it had an overall theme. So yeah, it's it's hard. But uh, I'll just I'll just stick with three and a half. Okay, <laughs> I'll agree with you. I'll go ahead and say a three and a half as well. I mean, I I almost wanted to give it four, 
but it's not good enough for four. <laughs> it's it's just good enough for a, a, a you know three and a half. I would, but and three was just too low. So yeah, no, it needs to be at least three and a half. I would say because they like the art on it is just so awesome, and they're it's not bad. So. No, no, there's nothing in here that's bad. It's it's all good stuff, but it's. Yeah, it just could have been a little funnier, I suppose, in the actual mm-hmm. dialogue. But anyway, one more thing I do want to point out is some of the advertisements, which have, which are brand new in our discussion. And the one <laughs> that really stood out for me is on the back cover here, and it's for Wing, Wing Commander 4. And uh, Wing Commander <laughs> had Mark Hamill in it, and I remember this was just one of these games that was like an interactive video game at the time where you know you you would have these a lot of parts would you actually be flying or doing whatever but um yeah it, it was like a movie because you had actual actors that they filmed doing mm. scenes and it was really cool for mark hamill at the time because mark hamill uh was uh not been in a lot of stuff yeah, he was doing the Joker by now, right? And yeah, he was like doing that. the Joker and stuff. But, but yeah, it was hard yeah. to see him in front of uh, actually like a TV screen or anything like yeah. that. So yeah, Wing Commander 4, I remember, was a huge deal for me in high school. Like, I unfortunately could not get it. Um, it was Wing Commander 3 and then Wing Commander 4 were both very, very popular and... It, people were just like it's luke skywalker but he has a beard sort of and it's awesome and so yeah i unfortunately we had a mac that did not have enough power behind it to play any wing commander games so yeah but check them out on youtube and see what video games used to be like (laughs) pretty crappy (laughs) well oh there's also uh, a an ad for Shazam, the power of Shazam, oh, yeah. which just hey. came out like last week or something. Exactly. Got to get that Shazam <laughs> comic book from the nineties. So that was kind of cool to see. Yeah. There was, a, there were some other comic book, you know, ads, all the ads are just for DC really. Stuff. Yeah. So Shazam and there was an Animaniacs. Hey, you could get uh, a whole year of Animaniacs comic books. Do you think that's still valid? I, <laughs> I don't know. We could Maybe if you send in this thing and then maybe they'll, uh, They'll still accept it. Let's see. Oh, no. It offer expired in September 30th of 1996. I'm oh, sorry, Nathan. Too bad. Just a little late. Although, I think it would be hilarious to sell, send it to them <laughs> just to see if you get a response. Um, but, yeah. They were, I still remember like the, just these comics like Catwoman, for example, in her purple uh, skin-tight suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catwoman was very busty back in the 90s. Is she wearing like half a wedding dress? Yeah, I don't really I don't even know what's going on that with... Catwoman issue, but she, she's it was any excuse to have Catwoman in something that would fall apart, apparently. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is this was a different era in many ways, as we can see. And yeah, <laughs> enough said. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get to some contact information. Nathan, where can people get in contact with you online? Well, I'm on Twitter, uh, DjangoFT, that's me. I'm also a Discordian. Uh, the Discordian. Discord. Yes. Join our Discordian group. The Discord group. Uh, 
You can get a, wet, uh, a welcome link, I should say, to Discord's, to RetroZap's Discordian Discord group. <laughs> the Disorganized Discordian group. Uh, you can get a welcome link by simply going to discord.animatedcast.com and you can join the fun. We have lots of different discussions about uh, who knows what. But uh, it's a lot of good people over there and you can not only talk to us, but to other podcasters from other great RetroZap podcasts as well. And so you could talk about Shazam, you could talk about you know the new in-game movie, I don't know. There's a lot of different stuff going on. So whatever it is pop culture-wise, whether it's Animaniacs, Star Wars, or anything else, you can chat about it there with the other folks. And hey, subscribe to the RetroZap podcast feed, and you can get this podcast, as well as every other RetroZap podcast, delivered straight to your device. It's totally awesome. (laughs) Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So for Nathan, this is Joey saying, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. 